A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. who had the greatest positive impact on the environment of this planet. Genghis Khan, because he massacred 40 million people. Well, hello there fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another episode here of this humble little podcast. We call Connect Those Dots, and I am your humble host, Joe. For this week, got a fun one for you. Obviously, depending on your definition of fun. How fun! And by fun, I I, I mean it completely ironic. You know, God help you getting through this episode, because we're doing a heavy topic today. And I find it very pertinent in the society that we live in. And the society that we're inching ever closer toward to have a real discussion here about what's really going on, where we're moving toward. And I'm not talking about the Great Reset. Well, I am, because everything, you know, is accordance to the Great Reset. The, The Great Reset itself is its own constellation and all these corresponding dots create that picture and all these things are part of the Great Reset and the New World Order and Klaus Schwab and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, Build Back Better, whatever you want to call it. Great Reset. But Great Reset is something kind of new. But what isn't new for human society is genocide. It's happened throughout human history. Throughout human history, ethnic cleansing, extermination of a certain group of people, killing en masse. It's an ugly side of human nature, but we cannot escape the fact that it is a persisting sort of blemish on our species. That we do this over and over and over again, whether it was in the ancient times... The Egyptians were committing genocide upon the Jewish people. The Persians were committing genocide upon the Greeks. The Japanese samurai warlords were committing genocide upon what other clans were opposed to them. But we don't even need to go that far back in time. We can go back into our more recent histories. And obviously, every the one everyone knows about, the one everybody loves to talk about, Nazis, the Holocaust protocol, 
That's a genocide, and that wasn't that long ago. Only 90, 80 years ago? That's really not that long ago. What about even after it? The, the genocide nobody talks about. The Chinese genocide. That killed even more than the Holocaust. And then you have even other genocides peppered throughout. Rwanda, Armenia and Turkey, Israel and Palestine, the Soviet Union, the ethnic cleansing of anybody that was opposed to the Communist Party. That's a genocide. So genocide is a part of our human condition, I guess we'll call it. For whatever reason, it happens throughout our history of being on this planet all the way back to our ancient history, all the way up to our recent history, and of course, still going on today. So obviously, these things just don't happen overnight. There's a progression. There's steps that need to be taken to get to the point where one group is remorseless and consciousless in their literal execution of another group, getting rid of, en masse, in large numbers, murdering another group, mass murder. And it's encouraged, and it's praised, and it's justified. So it takes steps to get there, and what we're experiencing right here in America, what we're experiencing right all across the globe, is nothing short than different steps on the road to genocide. And there are actual steps. I'm not just speaking in metaphors here. If you go on Google and you type in the 10 steps of genocide, you will get an actual chart. You will get multiple charts because this is a known thing in human psychology. Psychologists have broken down and analyzed and studied all of the common factors, all of the similarities, all of the parallels that each genocide has in common, whether it was the Nazis 90 years ago or the Romans thousands of years ago. And as I go over each step, we are going to analyze each one, and we're going to obviously connect some dots here, And we're going to try not to be horrified of how familiar all of these things might sound. And how apparent and how relevant and how relatable all of these things might sound. So, step one. Classification. And classification is defined here as the differences between people are not respected. There is a division of us and them. This can be carried out through the use of stereotypes or excluding people who are perceived as different. So let's unpack that. We're already way past this. We're already way past this here in America. We we were at this point back in 2016 when Donald Trump first got elected. There was a split. There was a division. There was a schism between... Democrats and Republicans, which is a a fake made-up thing anyways. And it was an us versus them. Either you're, you're with us, you're with us, the good people, the Democrats, or you're with Trump and you're a Trumper and you're a racist. So we're already 
six years past that. But we don't have to stop just there. What else can we parallel this to? Where else does this shoe fit? Hmm? Well, obviously with the whole COVID agenda and the whole fake vaccine agenda. Fake vaccines. You're literally excluded from places. You can't work at certain places unless you submit and take the injection and have your QR code. So classification, we're already in this in multiple different facets, whether it's Democrat versus Republican, whether it's vaxxed versus unvaxxed, whether it's science worshiper or a quote science denier, whether it's pro sexualization of children or anti-sexualization of children. There are multiple them versus us paradigms that we are living in right now. So classification is something that we are already far past right here in this great nation of America. Let's move on to step two. Symbolism. This is where a visual manifestation of hatred takes place. Jews in Nazi-occupied Europe were forced to wear a yellow star to show that they were, quote, different. Now let's unpack this one. Where do you have to wear something to show that you're different? When people run around with the masks? When people run around with a pin on their shirt that says, I got vaccinated, when people have the bumper sticker on their car, I voted Democrat, and then when, uh, then on the other side, even wearing an American flag now is a part of symbolism showing that it's us against them because there's the America haters and there's the America lovers, just another them versus us paradigm that we have here. The make America great again hat is another example of the symbolism. So it's an outward display, basically showing your gang colors, right? Basically showing your tribal representation. And we're so deep in that now. We have so much examples of this, not just the ones that I mentioned, but what about the rainbow flag, the trans flag too? drag queens that go out and outwardly display themselves and show themselves off to people, even the, the things that people put on their lawns. In this house, we believe that science, we believe that black lives matter, we believe that love is love, that's another one, is the black lives matter symbol, the BLM symbol, which means if you're not for BLM, then you're a racist, because it says it in the title, right? Black lives matter. If you don't think black lives matter is good, then you're a racist. No. It's just an organization called Black Lives Matter. You can create an organization called We Love Puppies, but then that very organization with the very sweet and loving and tolerant name can go off and commit a litany of crimes. But, but they're named I Love Puppies. Bruh. So that, that's the thing there. And the BLM has become yet another symbol of this step of genocide that is symbolization. Let's move on to the third. Discrimination. The dominant group denies the civil rights or even citizenship to the identified groups that they are against. 
The Nuremberg Laws of 1935 in Nazi Germany stripped Jews of their German citizenship and prohibited their employment by the government and by universities. Now, we haven't gotten here um, in the political avenue yet, but obviously we've gotten here already with the, with the vaccine stuff. The, the vaccine stuff is the most obvious blatant and on-the-nose manifestations of these steps of genocide. But just because it hasn't been put officially into writing does not mean that there isn't blatant discrimination going on, blatant bullying, blatant chilling of speech going on at universities and corporations where people work. Kids that go into universities now, it's completely left-wing, it's completely woke, it's completely radicalized leftist mentality. And if you have an opposing viewpoint, you can't belong in those universities. Not only the students, but the professors and the administration will come after you if you are a student with an opposing view to the radical left paradigm. And I'm not trying to be a separationist here. It's a radical love parrot. But that's what it is. That's, That's what it is. And they are, as it says in that step, the dominant party because they're propped up by the organizations. They're propped up by the media. They're propped up by Hollywood. They're propped up by the corrupt political establishment and everything else that might be opposing to that hive mind is not not just disagreed with, but attacked viciously. But we'll get more into that later. And it's the same thing with what I talked about before, whether it's the LGBTQ, LMNOP, I, Mafia. If you're against it, you're attacked, you're called a transphobe, you're called anti... Even the the organization Gays Against Groomers, they get banned off of everything. They're actual gay people that don't agree with the groomer agenda and want to keep that sort of lifestyle out of the perception of the children. And they're gay, but they went against the agenda. They went against the doctrine. They went against the hive mind. They went against the, quote, dominant party. Same thing with the BLM. Oh, yeah, but Black Lives Matter committed a lot of crimes. Yeah, the uh, leaders of Black Lives Matter uh, pretty much stole a bunch of the money and donations. Yeah, Black Lives Matter is uh, ran by uh, George Soros and other Democratic groups, and they use propaganda to fuel their needs. You racist! How dare you say anything bad about Black Lives Matter! How dare you! And then there it is. That's the example right there. So never have an opposing viewpoint, or else you're you're targeted. You're targeted. That's just the third step. That's just the third step. Let's go on to the fourth step. Now this one's very important. Dehumanization. Those who are perceived as different are treated with no form of human right or personal dignity. During the genocide in Rwanda, the Tutsis 
were referred to as cockroaches. The Tutsis were the party, the group of people that got genocided. They were referred to as cockroaches. And the Nazis referred to Jews as vermin. Now, there's all sorts of examples here from even just classifying a human as the unvaccinated. They, the unvaccinated, the dirty, the sickly, the unvaccinated. That right there, it doesn't go as far as calling somebody a cockroach or a vermin, but it puts them in this box of being less than, of being less than human, of being not worthy. You've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. About this, in a world of threats and tyrants and terror, you know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. They are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. Being frustrated that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated. I wish that he would go further to restrict mm. the activities of the unvaccinated. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're, that's, I mean, 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Well, you know, it's my rights. and Okay. <laughs> but I don't care. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. Freedom not to follow the facts, even if your freedom kills people? What kind of freedom is that? What kind of freedom do they really want? We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated, and they're sowing an enormous confusion. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals, are overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. Shouldn't they have to pay more into the system because they are collapsing our health system? They're the ones in the ERs. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. It's almost like it's going to be two Americans. And of course, you're denied human rights. You're denied average human rights. And you can see this again, especially with the Joe Biden MAGA Hitler speech when he demonized everybody that basically isn't an NPC drone. Everybody that doesn't just willingly obey everything that the corrupt establishment tells them to do, they basically called them a terrorist. So, Dot Connector, by Joe Biden's definition, by his dehumanization on the steps to genocide, he's calling you a terrorist. That's dehumanizing. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. MAGA forces extreme MAGA Republicans. The extreme MAGA ideology. MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. You're no longer a human. You're no longer an American. You're no longer a voter. You're no longer a person that has an opposing viewpoint. You're a terrorist. And we see this now with this most recent story 
of this 41-year-old deranged leftist running over this 18-year-old young man who was a, quote, MAGA Republican. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt runs over 18-year-old Kyler Ellington, and the reason that he gave was because he was a, quote, Republican extremist. So these two individuals got into a discussion about politics, I guess, and uh, the the liberal guy, the 41-year-old liberal guy, didn't like what he was hearing, so he decided to murder the 18-year-old. And then he said, Joe Biden told me he was a Republican extremist. Joe Biden told me that all MAGA, ultra-MAGA people are not human. Our terrorists are a threat to me. They were dehumanized by Joe Biden so I can do it, right? And he's right because he got out on bail the very next day, didn't have to do any time, and all the charges are now dropped. Are you serious? And we see this go on and on and on. We see the hypocrisy go on and on and on, whether it's the BLM riots and in the name of George Floyd, you can destroy, maim, kill, threaten, terrorize as much as your heart's content and get away with all of it and have it called peaceful protest. But if you were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, Your ass is thrown in solitary confinement. There are people that were at January 6th that didn't harm a fly, that were just there, that were just present, and they are in solitary confinement. Just four walls around them, can't even read books. Now tell me how that's not dehumanization. See, dehumanization isn't just the words that you say, it's the treatment that you give. It's the consequences and punishment that you dish out, or lack thereof. Because the dominant party, which in this case, in this case of steps to genocide, the dominant party is the democratic left. And they don't suffer any consequences, they don't get any reprimands. In fact, they're encouraged by the powers that be, by the media, by the politicians, demonizing day in and day out, quote, MAGA Republicans. And what makes you a MAGA Republican? Being against forced inoculations, being against lockdowns, being against sexualization of children, wanting fair and transparent elections, being against high inflation, being against taking away my car and my air condition and my hot water and my way of life because of man-made climate change that makes me a MAGA Republican that makes me an ultra MAGA so anything that you have a deviating stance or viewpoint from the hive mind Borg establishment one brain thinking you're deemed a terrorist you're dehumanized you're a cockroach you're a vermin you're a terrorist it's all the same thing So that was step four, dehumanization. After that comes step five, organization. Genocides are always planned. Regimes of hatred often train those who are to carry out the destruction of the people. And that goes back into the dehumanization aspect. The everyday Democrat liberal that just goes about their day are being subconsciously, subliminally trained 
through, as it says here, the party of hatred. That's why you have this instance in this Shannon Brandt, Kyler Ellington murder. This guy, Shannon Brandt, 41-year-old man, he's been conditioned, he's been hypnotized, he's been mind-controlled into believing anybody that has an opposing viewpoint against him is a terrorist and a danger. That in itself is organization. But that's just on the political side. That's just on the political side. What about the medical fascist side of the COVID? You could see it already in China. How they lock people in their homes. How they take them to COVID quarantine camps. You could see the same thing in Australia with the COVID quarantine camps. And they're making the COVID quarantine camps here in America as well. But there's also something going on beneath the surface. If you go to a hospital, right... Let's say you sprain your ankle and you go to a hospital to get checked out. Regardless of your reason for going to the hospital, they are going to test you for COVID-19. And we all know about the tests. We all know about the PCR test and the Dr. Carrie Mullis who invented them. And we know that they're BS. So if they tell you that you tested positive for COVID, then they got to hit you with the protocol. The COVID protocol. Forget that you came in for a sprained ankle. Forget that you came in for whatever it is that you wanted to get checked out for. Now you're in the COVID protocol, baby. And what they do to you is the first thing they do is ask you, are you vaccinated or not? And if you say, no, I'm not vaccinated, if you identify as one of these, quote, unvaccinated then you get a different protocol than a person who is vaccinated. Now, when you're unvaccinated and you identify yourself as the dehumanized party, the dehumanized group of a person that has been demonized and dehumanized all over the mainstream media, all over the political speak, then the protocol they got for you is they're going to intubate you immediately. They're going to give you a drug called remdesivir, whether you want it or not, whether you tell them, I don't want remdesivir or not, they are going to give you a drug called remdesivir, patented and owned by Anthony Fauci. And as you're in, you came in perfectly fine, you didn't have any symptoms, you didn't have any COVID symptoms, but they tested you, they told you you're positive, you told them that you're not vaccinated, and now you're in an induced coma with a drip of a drug called remdesivir that makes your kidneys fail and fills your lungs up with fluids and they're not going to check on you. They're going to throw you in a room and leave you alone. And then if you come to, they'll just put you back under the coma again. There's been story after story after story. There's been attorneys and lawsuits after lawsuits coming out about this remdesivir, about the treatment of a COVID patient who isn't vaccinated and the protocol that they use. It's Countrywide, it's probably not just going on in America because it's, it's a global plan. It's greatly set, of course. Greatly set. But they essentially euthanize you and then they mark you up as a COVID death. And they say, oh, if only he was vaccinated. If only he wasn't one of those dirty, unvaccinated vermin cockroaches. That's deep, bro. That's deep. So that is another level 
of the genocide, of the organization of the genocide. Because that's institutional organization. That's not just some radicalized leftist that's been completely brainwashed and hypnotized committing murder. But the justice system lets him off, so that is institutional organization as well. But it goes on through the medical system in the form of this COVID protocol for the unvaccinated. So you're seeing the steps of genocide. Let's go on to number six. But wait, there's more. Polarization. Propaganda begins to be spread by the hate group. The Nazis used the newspaper to spread and incite messages for the hate of Jewish people. And we're already way past that. I don't know how that's um, step six. We're already way past that. Hate is constantly spewed. Hate is constantly incited. Hate is constantly amplified by the hate party that in this case, yes, it's the Democrat liberal left. It's just what it is. There's a genocidal group and there's a genocided group. The genocidal group, obviously, by these steps of genocide that were created years and years and years long before Donald Trump, these steps of genocide are showing clear players here. Who's the genocidal group? Who's the, ha- who's the hate-filled group? Who's the group that manipulates and mind melds and bullies everybody into having one state of thinking? Yeah, you know it. You know it. I don't need to tell you anymore. Who's the group that's getting attacked? Who's the group that gets demonized? Who's the group that gets dehumanized? You know it. On to step seven, preparation. Perpetrators plan the genocide. They often use euphemisms to cloak their intentions. And that's everything we see here. That's everything we see here. You're not safe. Be afraid. MAGA Republicans are terrorists. There's domestic terrorists all around you. There's the invisible enemy again. The invisible enemy of terrorism. The invisible enemy of a virus. The invisible enemy of climate change and the climate deniers. The invisible enemy of racism and white supremacy. So it gets the hate party to think that they are in danger of the victim party. Meanwhile, the victim party is just going around living their life, trying to coexist, but then they're labeled as the danger. They're labeled as the threat. And that, that just, it's just more reiterating. It's just more and more reiterating. These aren't very hard dots to connect. These aren't very difficult threads to see how they're interwoven. There's only three more. Let's rush through them. Persecution, step eight. Victims are identified and separated out because of their ethnic or religious identity or medical freedom. Deathless are drawn up. People are sometimes segregated into ghettos, deported, starved, and property is often given away. Genocidal massacres begin. I think... I think we're here. I think right now we're at eight. You see the lists that they make. You see the people they go after. They went after the My Pillow guy. Well, cause cause he cause he wants more transparency in an election. You go after him. You use the FBI to go after him. The big bad FBI. The FBI makes lists about people. 
big tech, social media, who are all part of the hate group as well, censor anybody who goes against the grain of the narrative, makes a list, puts you in a ghetto, puts you in a digital ghetto so that you can't use Facebook, you can't use Twitter, you can't use Instagram to the fullness of their capabilities, you can't use YouTube because you're saying things that we don't accept. You're saying things that we identify as terrorism. You're saying things that we are afraid of. You're saying things that are going to get you genocided. Now play nice and say the things that we allow you to say. Think the thoughts that we allow you to think. And then you won't get genocided, buddy. It's as simple as that. Just obey. Just completely capitulate. Just completely go against your own ideals. And then, uh, hey, maybe you won't get genocide and you can live as a you can live as a slave to the system. Oh, fun. So that's where we are here right now. Step eight persecution and we're seeing the murders start and we're seeing these weird liberal tiktokers go on there and be like i own a restaurant and i think it's time we just don't let republicans into restaurants at all when are we going to start banning maga republicans from establishments if you're wearing the shirt and you're wearing the hat don't come in my store don't come in my restaurant kick them out of the bank i don't care they're repping it like a gang. And anywhere else, gang violence isn't tolerated. So why is it for them? They're just uneducated white people. Kick them out. Like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to take a blood test and see if they have Republican in their blood? And then you're going to determine whether they can go into your dumbass restaurant or not? So it's it's all there. It's all there right for you to see. It's all there right for you to... Uh, acknowledge and understand and realize where you are in human history because this is nothing new for humanity genocide is nothing new for our species that's the one thing about us is that we are the most murderous animal we are the most homicidal animal killing our own species more than any other animal but that's not because of us that's not our fault we understand who's really at work here. We understand the dark forces, the dark frequencies, the evil consciousness that seeps its way into the human psyche and causes it to commit atrocities. But I think we're at number eight, which I just depicted for you, persecution. What comes after that is the big one, number nine, extermination. The hate group murders their identified victims in a deliberate and systematic campaign of violence. Millions of lives have been destroyed or changed beyond recognition through genocidal extermination. So that's the next step that we're working toward here. And what's it going to take for the hate party, which is the, the Democratic left, what's it going to take for them to get to that next step of complete extermination? Of putting people in camps? Of total surveillance of everything you say, of every thought you have? Well, it's going to take more violence. It's going to take more attacks. It's going to take them to, to, to prove it to the masses of the hate group. 
See, see, MAGA Republicans really are violent. See, see, the unvaccinated really are a threat to your life. See, see, the climate deniers really are destroying the, the world. It's going to take a created crisis, right? A crisis. We create a crisis. So it's going to take a MAGA Republican guy to do something violent, whether it's orchestrated or whether it's organic, because either one could happen, right? There could be a real guy that goes nuts one day, gets provoked by a leftist and commits an act of violence. Obviously, we don't do that. That's what they do. They're the violent party. They're the unhinged party. They're the party of hate in this genocidal paradigm. But retaliation could certainly happen. And then when the retaliation happens, what's the story going to be? It's not going to be Democratic leftist provokes Republican MAGA Trumper to retaliate. That's obviously not going to be the story. The only story that's going to happen is be See? See? We told you. MAGA Republican unhinged attack on poor, innocent, beautiful little leftist. That's going to be the story. And it's going to be put on the TV and on your social media and on your YouTube news feed and on your Google news feed and on your Twitter feed trending. And you're not going to be able to escape it. And it's going to be everywhere cocooning the consciousness of the collective. And through that and through things like that, that is how they will pave the way for step nine in the ten, in the ten steps of genocide, which is extermination. Mass killing in a forthright manner not just little things here and there like leftists going on tiktok and saying we should ban republicans from our restaurants or not just instances like this uh shannon brant guy running over this 18 year old republican kid and then getting off on it because he just said oh he was a republican he was a terrorist joe biden told me he was a terrorist it's going to be that times a thousand and it's not just the republican versus democrat genocide paradigm it's the unvaxxed versus the vaxxed what happens when they come out with another pandemic you know bill gates loves to talk about pandemic two to be ready for pandemic two i i call this pandemic, pandemic one. one what about when pandemic two comes around and maybe it's worse than the covid maybe people are actually really getting sick and it's not just a uh kind of rebranding remixing of of the flu that we got with covid maybe it's a real smallpox outbreak maybe it's a real ebola outbreak you know billy loves to talk about those but what happens when they come out with the new injections and the new vaccines and the, and the surveillance under your skin surveillance under the skin what happens when the people who don't want to take those are now cut down the line between the us and the them in this paradigm of genocide then then they'll get into extermination as well and they'll take the people that don't want to take their fake vaccines lock them up in camps you see it already in china and australia and it's if you don't think it's going to come to where you live then you are not really connecting those dots or you are in denial So they'll genocide you that way. But 
When we talk about extermination, when we talk about real eugenics, and when we talk about the Great Reset and their idea of genocide, it's not just the us versus them. You think that they're only targeting the unvaccinated? You think that they're only targeting the MAGA Republicans? You think that they're only targeting the climate deniers? No, the people on the other side of that coin, the hate party as well, they're being genocided by the enemy that they don't even know exists. The Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, the Globalist, the Agenda 2030, the eugenics cult. So as they give in to everything, as they are mind melded, as they are put into the Borg, they're dying as well. As they're taking their experimental shots and having all these side effects and not being able to put two and two together and knowing where these dire side effects that they're experiencing are coming from. They're getting genocided as well. So it's an initial genocide to the sheep-like party to kill them off and call them, but at the same time, fueling them with hatred, fueling them with hypnotism, getting them into a Borg hive mind coalition of people to go after the people that are not sheep-like. So it's a genocide on two different fronts. That's how deep this depopulation goes. That's how deep this extermination goes. It's not just against you, the dot connector. It's not just against you, the mega Republican. It's not just against you, the non-vaccinated. The initial attack has already been committed upon the sheep party. And now it's turning the sheep party into the hate party to go after the critical thinking party, the, the, the dot connector party. You see this glorious plan of depopulation and conquer and division and isolation of the human, this satanic evil master plan being perpetrated right now by the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset and the Build Back Better agenda. All part of the same seven-headed dragon, all part of the constellation of evil. But let's go on to the final step of genocide after... The extermination has taken place. We get into number 10, denial. The perpetrators or the later generations deny the existence of the crimes. And we see it already on a smaller scale. You know, the, the Nazis, you know, they, they were in denial for a while after they destroyed and they committed the Holocaust and all the crimes of the Holocaust. But we already see it in a smaller kind of microcosm with the, the, the vaccines. The, the people have no remorse when they fire you for not complying to the vaccine mandates. They know they're committing a crime. They know what they're doing is wrong. They know they're on the wrong side of history. But they do it anyway. They do it anyway. Because they're told to. They're in denial even what you see in Canada. Remember the trucker protest in Canada? I know it seems like ancient history now, but they had those 
Gestapo booted thugs go on go out there and apprehend the truckers. Those people must know what they're doing is wrong. But they're in denial and they're told what they're doing is for the greater good. It's for the greater good. They're just following orders. So they think what they're doing is right. Because they were told to do so, even though intrinsically inside of them, their humanity kicks in, their conscious kicks in, and it tells them that, ah, this doesn't feel right, I don't know if we should be doing this, but then the denial comes back in and erases that, and says, no, what I'm doing is, I was told to do this by my higher-ups, they wouldn't be wrong. So, that's the system that we're going into, and... We're already pretty far down these steps of genocide. The next step that we're going toward is certainly extermination because we are on the step right now, number eight of persecution. And the one that comes after that is, yes, extermination. But we just need to be vigilant. You don't need to be afraid of this. You don't need to listen to connect those dots and be like, Joe, you're just so, you're just so doom and gloom, bro. You're so negative. You're such a pessimist. All you see is the bad and everything. You could think that if you want, you can have that perception, but I know, uh, you know, it's a very cliche thing is that the truth hurts. It hurts to know that you're targeted because of your views. It hurts to know that there is a target on your back just because of the human being that you are, the conscious that you hold, just for being you. And it's the funny thing that all these these libs and the, 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 the hate party, the party of hate, they tell you, be yourself, be you, be free. But the moment you have anything that goes against their idea of self-identity or self-liberation, they're ready to come after you. They're ready to viciously engage with you, whether it be violent, whether it be outrage and, and yelling and screaming. They can't accept you, even though they are the party that always talks about acceptance and loving everybody for who they are. Just like it's said here, they'll use euphemisms, they'll use keywords and psychology to make the hate party actually think that they're the party of love while they're committing all their crimes. It's really effed up psychology, it's really, it's really just twisted and evil, you know? It's really just twisted and evil, but on Connect Those Dots, we, we have to talk about this type of stuff. We have to recognize what is going on around us. We have to be aware of the wolf pack that lurks in the woods so we're able to evade the wolf pack when they attack us. Because we're the victims here. As much as you think you're tough and you want this, you're the deer in the woods. The hate party, okay, on this paradigm of genocide, the hate party is the Democrat party. So they are the wolves out for your blood. You need to understand that they're wolves. You need to understand that they're coming for your blood. 
one way or another. They might be dead and dying, sickly, ailing wolves because they've been hit with so much psychological programming, so much propaganda, so much experimental injections, but a crazed and desperate predator is far more dangerous than a healthy, calm-thinking, forthright, logical predator, right? A rabid rabies dog is far more dangerous than a trained police dog because the rabid rabies dog is just going to attack and flail and fight to the death with desperation while the actual trained dog will have some contemplation, will actually have some some thought before it just attacks. But we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with rabid, feral predators. And I don't want to dehuman. I don't want to go on the other side of dehumanizing the hate party because that's what they do to us. But when you see such venom, when you see such viciousness, when you see such lust, such bloodlust, I don't recognize that as human anymore. What I recognize as human is, hey, that person has a different idea than me. God bless him. He's entitled to his own thoughts, his own mind, his own consciousness. That's human to me. What's non-human is wanting to kill somebody for not wanting to take an experimental injection. We'll just give it that little example right there. (sighs) But we all know it's a non-human force that controls this at the very end. We can sit here and say it's Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and Prince Charles or or King Charles or Harari and Gates and Darwin's and Huxley's and Kissinger's and eugenics cults and all these people, but we know what the root is. It's a satanic, evil, consciousness frequency that burrows its way into the psyches of humans. But have no fear because whatever happens, no matter how much you get attacked, no matter how much you get demonized, no matter how much you get targeted for genocide, you know that you are on the right side of history. You know where this prophecy goes. The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and invert, and make up, down, and down, up, and good, bad, and bad, good. And we're seeing it now. But he does this, and the assault is so rapid and so blatant because the Bible also says that the devil knows that his time is short. So, after all this hatred, out of the ashes of whatever might happen while the devil has his time to run wild on this land, you will know that you are on the right side of history. Because you opposed it. That's deep, bro. That's deep. But it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be us versus them. We don't have to go down the steps of genocide. What we should do as a species, and the way to really get 
through this and prevail and have this great reset not happen and have this genocide not occur is realize that it's not us versus them in terms of whatever Democrat versus Republican vaccinated versus unvaccinated climate crazy person versus unclimate crazy person. We have to realize that we are all together, not us versus them, not me versus you, but us together are being attacked by the Great Reset. This is all products of the Great Reset, and it's all things that they use to divide us, to get us to kill each other. While they're killing us, they're getting us to kill each other. And the way to overcome that and have their plans not be executed is to realize that we're all being attacked by the same people. We're all being pitted against one another by the same group of people. And we know who their commander in chief is. We got Lucifer. We got Lucifer. Lucifer. So it's a fat chance to come together to have everyone realize that they're all attacked they're all being attacked by the same predator that we're all deer in the woods against these predatory wolves and that we shouldn't be killing each other why would the deer kill each other when there's wolves out there Let's get away from the wolves. Let's come together. Let's prevail against the wolves. Let's get some bears on our side. Let's get some wolves of our own to go after these wolves. But sadly, we've all been pitted against each other while these predatory wolves of the World Economic Forum of the Great Reset that know what is going on, that understand the plan of going on, that know how to create a crisis, that know the Hegelian dialectic, creating crises, creating division, and then coming in with the solution, that know that they're creating an angrier world. We have to prepare for a more angry world. If we could just all together recognize that we're all being attacked by the same predators, and that we are not the enemies amongst ourselves, that we're in this together against the same evil force that's pitting us against each other, then we'd have a chance. So call me pessimistic all you want, but here you go. I just gave you a solution now. Do you, but do you think it's gonna happen? Back to the pessimism, back to the negative Joe mindset here. Do you really think that's gonna happen? You really think people are gonna resist Satan? You really think people are going to resist the evil consciousness that burrows into their soul? You really think people that are so far gone, that are so lost, are really going to come back and see the light? Jeez, man, it'll work. Give it a chance. But who knows? Maybe a miracle could happen. <laughs>